And now, on with the show. All right. Wake up, Welcome, everyone. Welcome, one and all, to this week's episode of Weekend Watch. I think that's what it's called. That's this one, yeah. This one? Okay. Uh, luckily, we're able to record this week and get something out in time, since we've all had some issues around town with a massive windstorm taking out internet and taking out power lines, and luckily we uh, were able to get something done in time. Yeah, definitely. Our, my, my internet was out for a whole day and a half. Didn't know what the fuck to do with myself. It's rough, man. I understand that. Like, uh, use your imagination. Imagine. I mean, I did that for a while and it was dark. Yeah, that's not a place I want to (laughs) go. Anyway, uh, we're here to talk about movies and shows and whatnot. So we have some of those to tell you about where we tell you what's good. I think that's right. Does that sound right? Weekend watch? Yeah, it's something like that. All right. So, um, we're going to go ahead and jump into that. Well, Keith, why don't you lead off this week? Well, I'm going to lead it off by saying uh, I watched Beach Bum. We talked about this one last week. Oh, that's right. Yes. And I talked about how much I hated, uh, what's his name? Harmony something. Rin. Yeah. I, I hate his movies, especially like Spring Breakers and stuff. And as you were explaining this movie, I fully expected it to be right there with all of that but i gotta say i fucking loved it sat there and i i just absolutely loved mcconaughey's i I loved every character in this like they were they were distinct characters they're very memorable in their own and i just i thought it was really good (laughs) for no good reason and i i went in expecting to hate it and i did not so yeah i I gotta give you kudos on that one because that that was a good recommendation appreciate it yeah it's I, I really enjoyed it um you know we've talked about it a lot already but you mentioned characters being so distinct yeah it, it was almost almost more like a caricature of each person right everybody was over the top which i guess fits in with the whole south florida theme yeah like you know these people are i you know i spent some time in south florida unfortunately <laughs> and it was very much like everybody's a bit more over the top and this movie took it to the next level. Yeah. And I really and I, enjoyed it. It, uh, it, was, it was good. I agree. And and one thing I did take out of it is I, I never really realized how much I want Matthew McConaughey to play the Joker until I watched this movie. His laugh, his demeanor. Like, this character could have been a Joker, a version of the Joker, if he had a, a, a snapping point. He was just too chill. He never had that point, this actual character in this movie. But if he took the same, like, kind of, persona and had that snapping point where all of a sudden he's going from fun loving to just straight crazy evil he would be such an amazing joker his it it was i don't know i I gotta see that yeah you and i we talked about that a bit and yeah I, i mean you're not wrong it uh it would be completely different from any joker we've seen but i think it would still fit the character really well yeah so yeah um watch that that's uh that's an old recommendation yeah definitely uh, Let's you move to, on to uh, this week's. Yeah. You want me to go ahead with the first one for that? Hit me. 
All right. First one is is kind of a cop out because I'm pretty sure most people are already watching this, but I got to bring it up because season two just dropped of The Boys. And if you have not watched this show, it's on Amazon Prime. Uh, first season is fucking amazing. And they started out the second season with three episodes. Then they're going to do episodically every Friday. Um, and the first three episodes were just right on par with that first season. I'm super excited to see these next episodes. Yeah, even more so, honestly. Like, I, I feel like the second season really went more explosive, like more off the wall, a little more daring. You don't have to introduce the world anymore, the characters anymore. So they're able to just dive right into the fucking nitty gritty of this over the top nitty gritty world that they've created. Yeah, I like it a lot. Um, that whole idea of, you know, the the Avengers or or Justice League or the X-Men or whatever you know, these superhero groups and it turns out that they're all shitty and corporatized and everything is being sold to you instead of, you know, an organic thing built out of the greater good. Yeah. It's just so, it's so cynical, but so right on point. Yeah. It feels very real world. Like if superheroes were real people, what makes them just all good, willing to do all good? No, these people have very major flaws because of how godlike they are. Yeah. That, that cynicism sets into them. David, you started watching this. What do you think so far as somebody who's just kind of recently stepping into the show? You know what? Just the half an episode that I got into it, I was exceptionally intrigued. I I need to put more effort into watching this just because I'm, I am a huge fan of everything comic book and I've heard nothing but praise for this show. And I, I mean, I there was like years of hype leading up to it. Where like, I can't believe this is going to be a show, you know? This was a yeah. graphic novel first, right? Yeah, and I think yeah, I think it was uh, Garth Ennis. I don't know if, if you guys know who Garth Ennis is. Yeah. He's done Punisher Max. He's Punisher done Max. Preacher. He's done some fucked up shit. Uh, I, if you guys haven't read Punisher Max, like holy shit, Punisher goes nutty in that comic. And Garth Ennis is known for his gore, his fucked up characters. Like nobody's true good. Nobody's even true evil. There's just everybody's just fucked up. And that's how his world kind of goes. And, and he's he's an amazing graphic artist, and they, they translated pretty well into a show. The show is, is its own thing, obviously, than the comics, but it's really fucking good. Yeah, so if you're into superheroes that are super fucked up, that's a pretty niche thing to be into, I guess. But if that's your thing and you haven't watched The Boys yet, I'm not sure that's actually your thing. Well, and also be aware that this is very adult stuff. It is very rated R. Don't don't go into this thinking it's a Marvel movie. You can sit down with your preteens because, I mean, while they'll probably love it, that you probably won't love yeah. them listening to or watching a lot of this stuff. They're vulgar. It's gory. Um, but I, on top of that, for the more pretty heavy I, gore in the first like three minutes. minutes right yeah, <laughs> right away just explosive blood all over the place <laughs> poor huey like he's got to have a great time uh what's his name quaid jack quaid yeah uh he's got to have a great time playing this character because he's he's literally just always in the shit i think he's had like four different people explode on him over the course of this <laughs> shit. he's He's always covered in blood like that. That makeup team is doing some really cool shit. That's got to be a lot of fun. Yeah, but no kidding. Back on the Marvel stuff. Like if you're not into the, the Marvel DC hero shit, um, 
don't look at this in, in the same light because it's not. It is it is a completely separate universe world. It's much different than your your Disney or or Fox type superhero movies. Yeah, and it all sort of depends on what kind of story you're trying to tell with your characters. This is yeah. this is not the redemption arc goes and puppy fucks kind of story. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Uh so check out the boys uh prime original first three episodes of season two are streaming now new episodes every friday yeah check it out great shit season one is all up there uh let's move on uh i think i'll go next the my first recommendation is streaming on hbo max it's a brand new original documentary to the platform called class action park uh, this is a document, a full-length documentary, uh, as opposed to some shorter YouTube ones that have that have come out on the same subject about Action Park, which was a fucking wild theme park, I guess you could call it, an amusement park in New Jersey in the '80s through the early '90s. And this is a fucking wild story. Um, this park was built kind of, almost as an afterthought by this guy who owned. Uh, this like ski resort mountain uh, in New Jersey and wanted something to have wanted to have a draw for the summer months. So he builds this park uh, decides not to hire like any actual ride engineers and just kind of builds everything himself and designs a bunch of shit himself. And uh, it turns out everything is absolutely fucking dangerous. <laughs> like he's got go, go figure on that. <laughs> <laughs> so he's got these like one of the first rides that goes in are these three tracks down the mountain that you're supposed to slide down on these like little free moving carts that you sit on kind of like those ones that we used back in gym class in elementary school to scoot around on yeah it's kind of like an alpine slide but with a deadly twist and the twist is that it's made of concrete (laughs) (laughs) and it's completely designed completely improperly like there's there's points on it where if you don't engineer down you're flying off yeah like into the and brush and shit that are uh, you know on the side of a mountain um it even got to the point where they had to start warning riders that they needed to follow the signs that told you when to slow down because so they started posting a bunch of pictures of all the people who got injured like they just put like posters up of all these <laughs> grotesque injuries what the fuck? like on the walkway to get to the start of it it's like driver's ed where they show you that fucking video of what what is it, like red tires or whatever to scare <laughs> you out of yeah, red asphalt. Yeah. So the problem is, is these carts all have little handbrakes on them, so you can slow yourself down at certain points. But this guy was such a cheapskate that he would never like repair them. So you'd get up to the top and never and start down before you could find out whether or not you got a like a little scooter that who's had a functioning brake. Yeah, you know the the shopping carts with the shitty wheel, and it really annoys you the whole time. This is a lot worse than that. Think of that, but it's a brake, and you're going down a mountain on a concrete slide. <laughs> <laughs> in the middle it's of your, summer there were no engineers involved in this you know not even janky engineers i've watched skaters build their own ramps where they're like talking about incline and, and curve and stuff like that no this guy did not do that he just kind of poured concrete some jag off <laughs> like the most infamous ride that they go over was called the cannonball loop have you guys heard of the cannonball loop i can't say that i have the cannonball loop this guy decided that he wanted to build a water slide, like a, a tube water slide. And when I say tube, I don't mean like a blow up inner tube. I mean like an enclosed loop. Right. right? Yeah. Uh, 
that did a full 360 degree inverted loop into a, a pool. <laughs> it's like, yeah, that, that's a cool idea uh, for a comic book or, or a Looney Tunes <laughs> cartoon, but he actually built it. And this is, I mean, a complete, like a, like a roller coaster with, with an inverted loop. Right. But instead it's you going down a water slide powered only by gravity and some water and expecting to have the momentum to make it the whole way. And apparently it was so finicky that if you were too small, they wouldn't let you ride it. Cause you wouldn't make it all the way up. I was going to say, you, you can't let children ride this. And, like, but this is the craziest idea I've ever heard. And there's all these stories about them, like testing it at first with crash test dummies. And they'd come out the bottom, like completely dismembered, like, like arms and heads taken off and, Yep, good to go. Open her up. After that, he's like, we'll make some tweaks. And then they start sending live people down. And <laughs> he started offering his employees a hundred bucks to test the ride. hundred bucks? To test That's this shit. ride before we open it to the public. <laughs> How about I get dental and health insurance? Then I'll then I'll test your ride. And that's just a couple. There's a whole, it's an hour and a half of stories like this about all these rides that were that were completely fucking stupid and just an ounce of common sense would have been would have told you not to make this and yet he did and i think four or five people died in his park over the course of 15 years good lord countless other injuries and eventually he got closed down for for money laundering and and tax evasion and shit like that uh i mean the guy was so such a a frugal libertarian that that he didn't want to pay for liability insurance so instead of actually buying liability insurance for his park, he formed his own insurance company <laughs> and had his park buy insurance from himself. That's it's the American way, bro. Come on. That's <laughs> so that's how he could prove to the state that he had insurance. How the fuck? How the fuck? <laughs> it was the, that's all I can say. It was the eighties. Everybody was yeah. free or the eighties during Tiger King, I was like, man, who who pays to go to these parks? And now I'm thinking about that tenfold for this kind of park. It's like, why why are you going here? <laughs> Unless you're just like there for the show, you're gonna go get a corn dog and watch people just get annihilated. <laughs> it sounds like a good time. <laughs> so that's my recommendation. If you want to know more about this crazy fucked up park, check out Class Action Park on HBO Max. David Spencer, throw it over to you. Uh, my first recommendation this week is uh gonna be it's a netflix original i believe uh don't fuck with cats hunting an internet killer um a twisted criminal's gruesome video drives a group of amateur online sleuths to launch a risky manhunt that pulls them into a dark underworld this shit was nuts um it's basically about uh this this dude luca magnata um uh he's a canadian and he uh posts a video of himself um torturing and killing uh, a cat and a bunch of people on the internet don't take kindly to such things and the internet can fucking will do amazing things to find your ass and that's what they did they did the internet sleuth thing and they found him but along the way the it it's a pretty wild ride yeah a Um, lot of twists and turns yeah and it's just this this guy is just an insane narcissist um and i mean a, a sociopath a fucking a would be serial killer it, yeah it just it, it was what four episodes i think uh, three i think three, okay 
Yeah. Uh, so it's three episodes are about a, what an hour a piece or so. Yeah. Yeah. Something yeah. like that. Uh, yeah. We, we binged the whole thing in, in one night and yeah, it's one of those in a long line of these oddball Netflix documentaries where they just take this weird, like some crazy subject and make a shitload of TV about it. And man, does it work? Yeah, no, it, it totally did. And it's this, I mean, it's the, it's a real life murder mystery. I mean, it, it scratches, it scratches that itch of, of, like you said, the real world stuff. This, this isn't just some fantastical story that came up. Somebody came up with somebody, some journalist stumbled upon this and decided to make a story about it. I mean, this is real world shit and it's fucking nutty. Like this whole, yeah. this whole thing is a wild ride. I remember I put it on my second screen, like late at night on my computer to play some video games. And I ended up not playing video games and just staring at my second screen all night. Oh, yeah. it, <laughs> it absorbs you. It pulls you all the way in. Yeah. It's, it's, it's an, it's just insane how, how fucked up people can be. And this is not like you guys were saying, this is not some like uh, high production, uh, triple a movie. This is just, it's, this is fucking Toronto. It's Toronto. <laughs> uh, I really liked it. It, it hit that. That's like nice intersection where it was, you know, you've got this gritty murder mystery combined with, you know, the police procedural combined with the seedy underbelly of the internet it all comes together. You get looks into, you know, all these little windows to tell this really wacky story. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So a fantastic watch. Yeah. This is a big time recommend for me. David, do you have anything else to tell us about? Don't fuck with cats. You should use your eye holes to watch it. Ah, he did it. He said the thing. <laughs> there was some flavor on it this time. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um, let's move on. Keith, that puts you next. What you got? Me next is another documentary. This one doesn't look like it was very well received by the audience. And I, I don't know. I, I just recently found that out. It's a, a show called High Score. It's a Netflix original. It has a 49% average audience score, 74% critic score. I don't know. I Maybe it's people that aren't gamers watching. I, it, I thought it was really good that it's telling some stories of, of people you wouldn't hear about in, in the gaming industry and stuff. The, the lesser known stories, it's got great production. Um, you know, there's like the upcoming competitive scene and, and stuff like that. The, the breaking edge technology and gaming, they go over a lot of different stuff. And I found it to be very interesting. You know, the rise of Atari, then the coming of Nintendo and then Sega battling Nintendo and like, so on and so forth and and all the while they're talking to what would be like professional gamers when they in like the early 90s and stuff when there were no esports and it was just like nintendo putting on a uh a show basically to to find the best gamer sega finding the best gamer by collecting so many rings and and sonic and shit like that this was like the start of esports and it was really cool to watch yeah um so i I tried to jump into this a little bit. I haven't seen all of it and mainly it was because it didn't hook me Um, from the little that I've seen. It kind of seemed like I'm going to disagree with you. Like it seemed to me more, I don't even know what the word is. It was a little circle jerky. It felt like it didn't have much of a a point to it. Like um, I don't know. It felt a little self-congratulatory. I didn't feel that there was much of a message to the documentary. Okay. Maybe that's what, I mean, I get what you're saying. Um, 
because it, it did take me a minute to find out just kind of like where where they're going with stuff. And I don't know, for me, I, I thought a lot of the focus was on like the rise of competitive gaming. That was kind of the overarching theme, but I don't I don't know. I could definitely see where that is missed in some of this. I guess uh, I guess my issue is that it was less, I don't know, I wanted something more comprehensive, I guess. Okay. It felt to me more like, oh, well, here was this game, and we all loved it, and this was cool, and you know, I don't know. It didn't feel cohesive enough to me. Okay. Feel yeah. Like there I, was much of a, I don't want to say plot, because it's a documentary, but you know what I mean. There wasn't much of a, a theme, much of a message, like okay. a cohesive. Yeah, no, I, I, I definitely get what you're saying there, and... um yeah, I could maybe see. Real life is, maybe real life is meaningless, Spencer. <laughs> maybe. I mean, probably, but at least we have video games to play. That's true. That's, there's your message. I don't know. Like, uh, I, I put this on on my sec- second screen while I was playing video games. So I don't know. Maybe my half attention to it has a little bit to do with it. But I, I also found myself stopping and, and watching it several times to to get the information it was putting out. Like I said, they tell a couple of the lesser known stories of certain developers that were cutting edge that were female or black or something that didn't really get the recognition that they should have. And I, I did like that aspect of the show. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, so check out High Score on Netflix. Um, just a, less than a month out old, I believe. Yeah, it came so, out August 19th. So. August 19th. Yeah, yeah, so check it Been up on my list. Like, hey, you need to watch. Yeah, it keeps popping up for me too, like that. And I'm like, well, I want to finish. <laughs> Maybe I'll give it another try. All right. So I think we're going to jump into the next recommendation then. And I'm going to throw you guys for a loop and change one of my recommendations uh, on the fly. Holy so, shit. Uh, Are you even allowed to do that? Going rogue. <laughs> this is my tiny little fiefdom, and I'm going to abuse what little power I've been given. You're going to get swatted for this shit. <laughs> So uh, a new show dropped uh, yesterday, I believe, on Hulu uh, called Woke. Did you guys hear about this? Damn, I really want to watch this show. I just saw a preview of it yesterday, and you you already watched it? The whole thing. I got to watch it. I'm really excited for this show. So we've got eight, about half an hour episode, half an hour long episodes uh, on Hulu. Uh, It's a series starring Lamorne Morris from New Girl. And basically it's about this black cartoon artist in San Francisco who writes the blandest, like, I don't even know, cartoon, essentially like a, like a comic strip uh, for these local papers called toast and butter. And it's super accessible. Like everybody could find, you know, a little chuckle in this. So he's just starting to blow up and get big. And uh, this syndication company is going to pick up his comic strip to run nationally. And he's going to get all this money and be famous and everything. And uh, on the day that he's putting out flyers for this panel he's doing at uh, Comic-Con in San Francisco, um, he's up stapling some flyers and out of nowhere he gets tackled by a police officer and there's like six cops around him, guns drawn, uh, you know, telling him to put down his, his gun, which was actually a stapler, um, you know, tackle him to the ground. They got a knee on his back and, and he doesn't know what's going on. And all of a sudden they get a call and turns out this is not the guy they're looking for. So they all just take off with no, you know, just leave him be. Uh, and he's completely traumatized by it, right? As anybody would be. And um, so all of a sudden he starts like seeing a bunch of inanimate objects talking to him about social justice issues. 
Like so suddenly these, uh, you know, like a, a 40 ounce bottle of malt liquor is, is anthropomorphized into the, a black guy talking to him about social justice issues and stuff. And it just follows him with this little, this new little quirk he's got with these, these objects talking to him and navigating this new wokeness that he's found. Like all of a sudden he realizes that this, uh, the syndication company that, you know, is picking up his comic strip and doing all this promotion for him has lightened his skin tone on the publication materials in the, you know, like the headshot they took of him little shit like that. Right. And it just follows him as, as everything starts like unraveling around him. Uh, I enjoyed it. It's a really good show. Um, it doesn't have all that great of, uh, reviews. I've, I've been seeing some mixed reviews. It's got 76%, uh, critic score and uh, 82% audience score. So audiences are liking it a lot more, but, uh, definitely one to check out if you're into that sort of thing. Um, but more and more plays a really good character. Very, um, I would say pretty close to the character of Winston. Like, uh, Which is awesome. Know, as far as personality wise, he plays that same kind of role. I fucking love Winston. Like he's one of the best parts of new girl. So I, yeah, that's for sure. That's, that's good news to me. Um, it's also stars Blake Anderson of workaholics fame, man. He's everywhere these days. He's be popping up in everything. Uh, so definitely a show to check out. Like I said, it just dropped. Uh, I don't have too much more to say about it without spoiling anything, but it does a good job as kind of another, I don't know. I'm sure people are going to complain about it. it's It's wokeness in a show called woke, but <laughs> people complain about a lot of shit. So fuck them. I don't know. I'm, I'm glad that I know somebody who's watched this because I've been tinkering with just binging it real quick. And I'm, I'm definitely going to do that now that I have internet again, me and my wife will probably binge the fuck out of that definitely worth it uh yeah so that's it that's my second recommendation let's let's move on david spencer my second recommendation this week is going to be another netflix uh docu-series um dark tourist um is a new zealand documentary series about the phenomena excuse me phenomena of dark tourism presented by journalist david ferrier uh the series which was released Uh, My Netflix has eight episodes. Yeah, I didn't need to read that part. Anyway, (laughs) um, you know, I didn't get nearly as far into this as I really wanted to, but it is deeply intriguing to me. This guy is just exploring this concept of people purposefully going to places that just sound awful, like war zones and um, like highly irradiated areas. Uh, The first episode is David meets Pablo Escobar's enforcer in Colombia. Later, he witnesses an exorcism in Mexico and participates in a faux illegal border crossing. And it's just putting it, the whole series is basically he, he's going into these situations that are highly dangerous, um, but are rife with what we've come to call, what is it, humanity porn? You know, like exploiting these stories of these refugees and um, victims. And but yeah, like but it's that's barely yeah but he but he does it in such it like he's he's got this empathy about him where he's it's not him there to exploit their story it's there him there to take part in it you know yeah and it almost seems like he this his story or this documentary is as much about the places he's visiting as it is about the other people who visit these places you know when they're not filming a documentary like yeah like there was the the episode in LA, I think where he does the, the tour of, of 
the Manson family murders. Even make it that far. <laughs> so yeah, that is one, and it's just like, like I said, there's these pe- all these people who do these kind of dark tours, these macabre, real life, you know, doing like serial killer tours and shit like that. Yeah, Jack the Ripper yeah. tours and right. Yeah. And so shit. as much about about him as it is about or about the places he's going as it is about the other people who who like to do this kind of stuff. Yeah, that's really cool. In, in Johannesburg and and like I mean it's it's all over the place with just how like basically anything dark with with death, destruction, mayhem, harm involved is is where you're going to find this dude going. Yeah, and there's a certain type of people that these places attract. Well, I I really like this guy. This is the same this is the same group the the New Zealand group that did tickled um oh is it really yeah i did not realize that yeah and I, I i really like them i like their their doc style and stuff they're they tend to just kind of let things flow ahead of them and and not do too much influencing and i, I really like how they do things so yeah I, I i need to watch this show for sure yeah i'm yeah. looking forward to, to getting down on the rest of it man a lot of documentaries today right it's for learning we're, we're, is for learning i do enjoy learning on my own time though keith going back to school yeah it's it's weird but i don't know nice thing about online classes is it kind of is on my own time i don't i'm not (laughs) just getting shit done on mondays so i don't have to go to class thanks a lot covid but seriously yeah just now you have to go to class like thank you thank you covid (laughs) (laughs) so yeah check out dark tourist on netflix um are they planning on making have you heard anything about a second season anybody i haven't no because this was in 2018 that they did this right yeah Yeah, so i haven't haven't seen anything about a second season yet but i didn't go exploring so that doesn't say much here we go exploring was this a netflix original yes okay that's cool. I'm I'm glad, like I said, again, back to, to these dot guys, this New Zealand group, David Ferrier and stuff. That, um, I'm glad they're getting some good funding because that was one thing about Tickled that I wanted more. I wanted more funding. I wanted them to be able to dive into this. And Netflix on their back of, of, affords them a lot more freedom in how far they can push things in a documentary. Yeah, definitely. So if you're into the dark, into the macabre, places where that happens and go going there, you know, <laughs> Then check out Dark Tourist on Netflix. Maybe, maybe not go there. Maybe watch Dark Tourist and pretend, like live vicariously that way. Then you can watch people go on a, a tour of JFK's assassination without the guilt of actually paying somebody to take that tour. <laughs> so yeah, I would have such a hard time giving money for that. Like, just some jagoff that you're giving money to. To that feels very exploitive. <laughs> people, they do the. The breaking bad tours around New Mexico, it's like you're just driving yeah. around the desert. Like there's nothing there. This is where they filmed this scene. Fucking cool. It, it's still Albuquerque. <laughs> that, that feels less exploitive because it's fiction. It's like that's I mean, yeah, I guess and, and right. I know yeah. it's like yeah. It's just Well Walter White didn't didn't shoot JFK from a book repository window, so there's something there. <laughs> no, we shot him from the grassy knoll. I don't even know what to say. <laughs> Just blown my mind. Yeah. Walter White killed JFK from the grassy knoll. I thought it was Ted Cruz or Bernie Sanders. I've heard that too. I, I don't know. Yeah. I, don't, a, I didn't make up the rumor, but I'm just going to spread it. Yeah, that's how, that's a good way to do it. Anyway, 
I'm going to say it for like the fifth time now. Check out Dark Tourist on Netflix. <laughs> Watch it. Watch it. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, yeah. So that's all of our recommendations for the week. Uh, for the second week in a row, and we actually have an excuse this time, I don't know that we've actually discussed a do not watch. No, we got no poop. We got no poop. So we're, yeah. we're just going to cut it short. No poop this week. No poop. We're poop free. We talked poop about free. Beach Bum for, for a second week in a row. That can cover our poop because we. Uh, I thought it was going to be poop and it's not actually not poop. So it was, watch, we, yeah. turns out it was pee. It, it was a little bit of pee, but no poop. Fair enough. Pee a good thing in this? And this scoring metric is we're using it's P a good as a good thing. Time, not just don't, a scoring metric. Don't, don't shame. kink shame. Don't kink <laughs> shame. <laughs> so we don't have anything to tell you not to watch this week. We apologize, <laughs> but we're going to blame it on the massive windstorm that came through uh, the other night and knocked out everyone's power and internet and all of that. So yeah, fuck wind. Yeah, fuck wind. And there's just nothing bad to watch anymore. Everything's good to this week. Everything. You have my personal guarantee that if you pick anything at random on any of the streaming services and watch it, you're going to love it. That's my personal guarantee. It is not poop. (laughs) You heard me, David. Legal's going to be all over us for this one. I speak in an official capacity for Netflix, (laughs) Hulu, Disney Plus, HBO, all of those, that everything on their platforms is good (laughs) until next Friday. We'll be back with some poop. So there will be some poop released in the meantime. They're going to demonetize us. We were monetized? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that would have been good to know, huh? Yeah, fuck. Anyway, that wraps it up. I don't know what we're doing at this point. Uh, Check us out on everywhere. We have another show. It's called Three Guys, One Up. Unfortunately, we did not get to record anything for that this week. So fuck fuck wind. Wind. Uh, but it's good. Go back and listen to some of the old episodes and we'll be back with more video game news on that show next week. Uh, also check out our website, three guys, one up.com. That's with a number three and a number one, where we have a whole bunch of recommendations from past episodes of what to watch links to everybody's social media pages, including all of our Twitters, our Facebook page. Uh, that's it. That's all we have. We, We don't deserve anything else at this point. Uh, but check it all out. You can find us at all those places. We have a Discord. Thing I haven't said yet. Come check out our Discord. Talk to us. We're very lonely. And yeah, other than that, I hope everyone has an absolutely wonderful weekend. Well, most of you. I hope most of you have a wonderful weekend. Bye. You know. Yeah. Goodbye. Bye.